Hello and welcome to another wonderful episode of Not Without My Sister, where this week we have been prompted by Don, our sound engineer and husband to Beatrice, to help solve a problem that he's been having with his nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Don. (laughs) And we're using it as a jumping off point for broad discussion about medical ailments and hypochondria in general. The entire topic is based around Beatrice's husband's potential hypochondria, but also our hypochondria. It's to not be potential, fair. in fairness. It's not well, potential. Um, <laughs> I, it's not potential. It's he's definitely a hypochondriac or has hypochondriac tendencies ever since we met. But he also is very often unwell. Correct. Like, I don't feel like he's the kind of hypochondriac who is never sick, but just imagines they are all the time. Like, I have a friend who I used to think was a hypochondriac. Until I realised that like a series of things happened to her in a row where she basically got whiplash and then she had, she uh, like had a fractured coccyx and all these things. And I was like, oh God, maybe she hasn't been making it up. And I think she's just very unfortunate. Well, I'll tell you, I mean, a couple of things that I thought he was making up like motion sickness when I got pregnant the first time and actually suffered from motion sickness and had to jump off the subway frequently to vomit into bins on the platform. Okay, so he's not making that part up. Hang on. Did you think Don was inventing the entire concept of motion no, sickness? No, I just thought that motion sickness wasn't as severe as anybody says it is. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. You know, having... Oh, okay. I'm okay. definitely one of those people yeah. who, having never experienced it myself, have slight scepticism over things, which, I mean, I don't like... I'm not proud of that. Yeah. But I, I realize it about myself now, where growing up, I definitely would have been like, oh, I'm very empathic, and I definitely, you know, believe people when they say things. And even though... Just like Dad. Yes. And even though I believe them, like... I intellectually believed them. I don't think I really, truly understood what, like when they were saying, I feel incredibly sick. I was like, I, I suppose as well, I just, I ne- having never experienced it, I thought it was more like I have a mild nausea in my stomach. Whereas it's a totally different you. feeling, if you know what I mean. And, and he would try to explain it to me and I'd be like, ah, right. But also that is because it's a bit like the boy who cried wolf. Like this morning he got up and he came downstairs holding his nostrils apart with his thumbs, like flaring them out. And he comes downstairs and he goes, I think I have a deviated septum. Is this what a deviated septum is? And I'm like, I don't know. I thought only people who like did tons of cocaine and were famous got those. So, I mean, that's obviously, again, a very uninformed opinion. Because when I Googled it, it said that Dr. Google told me that a third of people have undiagnosed deviated septums, approximately a third of them. Yeah. And he was like, I can smell. Is this what it feels like to breathe? I was going... I mean, I don't know. So like I dutifully enlarged my own nostrils, but I have to say it felt the same. And then he started making hideous faces and going, but I mean, this also feels good. If I pull all my skin up so my nostrils are fully enlarged, then he goes, but this is what you look like. So, yeah, right. You do have very big nostrils. So maybe that is why you find it hard to be empathetic. I don't know. I thought you were the one with the very big nostrils always. And I thought all the kids had inherited your very big. Only when I flare them. No, yours are very large and triangular. So I thought that, yeah, I mean, when Chance was born, I was amazed at his nostrils. They were perfect triangles and he looks just like you. Yesterday, mom sent a picture of when you were a baby and it said, and said, aren't they twins? They're not remotely round. And it said literally, aren't they like twins? 
I'll, I'll, I'll share that picture afterwards. We'll put Chance on one side and you on the other. Maybe it was because she gave you that terrible haircut as well. Maybe it wasn't the picture. Maybe it was the haircut. That was very bad. The, the, the little step. Ugh, it was desperate. I mean, God bless her. And then she put you in that. Everything was corduroy. So hang on. Did you come to any conclusion or this is what we want to ask people? Like, would the symptoms of a like, would, would you discover you had a deviated septum by enlarging your nostrils and then suddenly being like, oh, my God, I can breathe again? Yeah. Or, you know, or do you just have small nostrils? I don't know. Like, is that a deviated septum or is that just a small nostril hole? I couldn't tell you, but he also has trouble sleeping. Like he has, he has what I would consider to be sleep apnea. Again, not being a doctor, he does a lot of like waking himself up in the middle of the night by almost choking, which is unrelaxing. For oh, for him, so for him. Of... I mean, just to clarify, for for me, it's actually really unrelaxing oh, for me. <laughs> of course, of course, it's just very traumatic for you because you're worried about your husband, oh, but not. I'm more meant because it him. wakes me up and I'm already having trouble sleeping. I know oh, what right. you meant. <laughs> I know exactly what you meant. <laughs> One of one of Brandon's sons has what we think is sleep apnea as well and like will frequently snore and then entirely stop breathing and then just do a big choking thing and like roll over and he's just a oh. very noisy sleeper. Uh, but it is kind of worrying. It's very like, worrying. He slept with us. Yeah, he slept with us a couple of weeks ago because he wasn't well. And at one point, I, like I was wide awake because he was basically kicking me nonstop. But I was lying there and all of a sudden he just stopped breathing and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And then he went. Oh my <sighs> God. What, what are you going to do about it? Anything? Is there anything to do? I don't know, actually. Um, I presume, like, maybe when he's a little bit older, he could go and do, like, a sleep study or something. Has this been discussed? Oh, Don did do that sleep study in Dallas. He went somewhere overnight and stayed. They, like, put... he just went to a hotel? No, he wished he did. They put electrodes all over him, but then they kept coming in every 10 minutes to to check on him, and he said it was very unrelaxing. And then they kicked him out, like, at the crack of dawn. to go to sleep? They kicked him out at, like, 5 a.m., and he came home in a fowler. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's probably like I was hoping for a lie-in yeah well actually do you know what he said the other day he goes I am sick of this fucking pandemic right like him and the rest of the world he goes he goes I'm just I'm just constantly just not I'm in a bad mood I'm just pissed off I'm like I'm I'm overly stressed I'm, I'm over this with these kids this virtual learning and he goes well this is all over we're going for a five-day vacation as a family and then I am going somewhere by myself for three days to relax I was like why don't you do that first like so we can actually have yeah. a night I'm going no thanks like thanks for the consultation but no thanks you go by yourself tomorrow down to the Marriott and have a nice three days by yourself and then come home in a good mood well let me tell you now Claire McCabe is absolutely on the same page as Don because on the phone the other day she says to me, I hope now once you're vaccinated and everything's safe that you're going to go over to your sister and stay for a weekend, let her and Don go away somewhere. And I was like... I hope so too. Well, yes, mum. Like, yeah, I was like, yes, mum, I absolutely would do that. But you know, I have kids too and I don't see Beatrice offering to come over and look after our kids. And she was like, you only have them half the time. Yeah, you're having sure. a laugh and you don't even ha- and you only have half the number of them. <laughs> so you only have them a quarter of the time that I have them. Right? We only have 25% of the kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, no, actually, more what I was thinking was Don can go somewhere for three days and you can come over here and stay with me so we can hang out and do jigsaws and catch up on all the time we haven't had together. Oh, that'd be great. That's what we need to do. Don can that'd go somewhere and visit Dustin, his brother, and you and I can have full-on bonding time. We give the kids all the devices in the McDonald's they want. We let them stay downstairs in the basement playing video games 24 hours a day. We'll be the favourite parents... We will be the best, the coolest, and then he'll come and then, back. And then when Don comes back from his relaxing break, the kids will be feral. Demons, feral. Imagine? Even more feral than they are. But hang on. 
Oh yes. Yeah, Hang on, back to the topic. Do you think? Do you think you're a hypochondriac? Um. No, but like I think it's different. You know, I think when Don, I mean, I don't know, I don't know when Don was growing up, but like there's a very different attitude to going to the doctor here. Like once a year, you have to go to the doctor to get oh, your true. annual, like by it's required. I mean, maybe it is in companies as well who are giving you insurance, but through our insurance, we have to have like a full annual checkup and a checkup in the office. So, and I mean, people go to the doctor at the drop of a hat, you know, when I'm going into the doctor, I'm like, I mean, mom never brought us to the doctor. The doctor was like Christmas. It was like going to Santa, you know? She brought me to a homeopath once because I had chronic headaches. Um, That must have been really now stretching her beliefs. Did she not bring you to the doctor yeah, first? I think, it, I think, I think she probably did. I think we only went to the homeopath because she knew her through the knee and her or something. All right. Well, I was like, oh, she will try it. Um, I don't think I'm a, I'm a hypochondriac, but I definitely am a, what's the, what's, what's the, what's the term for somebody who, when they suspect they have something, go down a, a I well I think you of, catastrophize. That's it. That's it. Because I remember yes. I was thinking, yeah. I, I was talking with Julia, or was I talking, I was texting Julia and I was reminding her of the time when we went for very avant-garde, I'd say, 20 years ago. Probably wasn't avant-garde at all. It's probably totally normal. But we went to have um, our SD, like we went to have an SDD checkup, you know, just like, even though there was zero way, because I've all my life been like such a good Irish prude, as you know, there was zero way I had anything. But I was like, I better go and do this. Seems very like something, you know, a grown up should do. It seemed like an adult move. And I was about 23. So I go along get my blood taken and they're like, come back in a week. That week, let me tell you, every single way oh. I could die a painful death went through my mind, right? Every single way. And it went through my mind every single minute of every single hour sleeping and waking. It was, I arrived a shell of myself. I remember the place where we had to go and get our results was across the road from the office. It's like literally a short hop and a jump across, you know, a two lane road, a, 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 not, a not very highly trafficked two lane road. And I was walking across and I remember halfway across the road, my knees actually buckled and I fell in the middle of the road and Julie had to pick me up and bring me into the place. <laughs> oh Literally, they God. just turned to powder. They turned to dust and collapsed on the floor. <laughs> I just like... So I hope if anything bad ever happens to me, that it happens to me on a desert island so nobody else has to deal with my nonsense, basically. I don't think I'll oh be Oh my great. God, no. I hope if anything ever happens to you, it just happens swiftly. Oh, thanks. Yeah, kind of. Well, you're welcome. But like, I think if I, if I didn't routinely delete and reinstall WhatsApp, so like to save memory, I think I could trawl through my WhatsApp annal annals and find... At least five occasions on which you have asked me to look after your kids because you think you're dying. That is an exaggeration. Or because you're worried you might that die. That is an exaggeration and you know it. No, it's more because Don and I don't have a will. So like, where are the kids going? No, it's because every now and then something happens where you find like, although I mean, they are always scary things. Remember you had that lump in your neck? Remember that massive lump on my neck? I was in the supermarket. Yeah. Remember with dad and I was walking along and I just... It went from zero to a hundred. I, I was just, I don't know why I was touching my neck beside the butter aisle, but I was anyway. Maybe I felt it when I was swallowing. Anyway, so your neck. and I put my finger down like to see what was going on. And I felt like what felt like a very solid lump. It was felt like the size of a golf ball. And when I saw myself in the mirror afterwards, it was. Anyway, I turn around to dad and I go, dad, like, does this look okay? And he goes, 
Jesus Christ, no, that's massive. (laughs) (laughs) So that wasn't very relaxing. It turned out to just be like, what was it? Some kind of weird uh, liquid filled thing. I don't know. Like a cyst? Yeah, it was very odd. Like it just shot up overnight. Anyway, what about you? Are you a hypochondriac? Because you're acting very, you're acting, you're sitting very much in judgment on me there. And yet I feel like maybe you are ish. Maybe you're not actually. Uh, I no. Well, I definitely like there are certain times when if I think there's something wrong, I'm almost like I'm so convinced. Like when I was getting my like pins and needles in my arms for ages, I was like, I would have bet money and I don't gamble because I don't like getting rid of money unless it's on clothes and food. I would have bet money that it was MS because I looked it up online and that was like Excuse one of the symptoms. Excuse me, are you actually joking right now? I was right convinced. Now? I have been telling no. you about my pins and needles in my hand for the last two weeks and you haven't said a thing. We, talk, we talked about this, I think, in the last podcast and we were talking about how and somebody messaged you and said, somebody messaged us on the podcast feed and said, you should up your vitamin B. Oh yes, but my point is you never empathised with me. I did, and I asked you, was it in both of your hands? And you said sometimes, and we talked about how that wouldn't be MS. That's not empathising, that's side. interrogating. Or as mother would say, interrogating. Oh. You never empathised with me. Well, you never said, oh, I've been there. I was I just know trying to comfort like. you. I was trying else? to go, no, it's... Oh. Anyway, so you had that. And anyway. You, but you were cute as a... Cu- I was cute, Cute as a cucumber, were you? Um, No, but I was just kind of going in going like, I think I have MS. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to... I need you to confirm. Actually, I believe this. I the remember way you one made of the that really like smuggo face with the big eyes as well. I bet you that is how you talk to the doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'd say the doctors hate me. There was another time that I, oh yeah, when I went for my colonoscopy, because I have kind of, like I have for years had IBS symptoms that, to be honest, are very closely related to me eating large quantities of shit food. But I just am determined to discover a different cause so that I can continue <laughs> eating shit food and just take medication <laughs> to stop this problem. So... <laughs> I went for a colonoscopy. I remember I was just so disappointed when they were like, everything looks fine. Oh, that is kind of disappointing. I was like, you're supposed to find something. You're supposed to find yeah. like like a mini cheese grater stuck in there that's causing all well, my problems. I thought that on last week where I went with Fox, who is, as you know, almost three and still has major speech difficulties. And the doctor had mentioned that potentially it could be something to do with his hearing. And I was like, I know he can hear fine. And she said, well, even a, you know, a slight little bit of hearing difficulty could make sound sound kind of muffled or underwater. So I was like, great. So we go in and they do all these tests and then they're like, his hearing's perfect. And I was the same. I was like, oh, damn. Because you just want a, you just want a diagnosis. You just want an explanation. Like it's been two, yeah. it's nearly near even yeah. three years now of me shunting them around to test after test, doctor after doctor, hospital stay after hospital stay. And they can't tell me anything. Because at the beginning, as you know, it was all about wheezing and and lack of being ability being able well, to breathe yeah I was actually going to say that because obviously when Fox was born he had what did he have this issue where his basically his throat flap wasn't closing over quick enough so he was kind of inhaling some of his liquid a misaligned swallow a misaligned swallow and it's called aspiration yes and so after all the doctors told me that this was nothing and I was making it up and it wasn't a thing finally when they diagnosed it they were like thank god we found this because otherwise it could have been so detrimental to his lungs I'm like thanks a lot anyway yeah but like so that ex- like that to me is like, of course, you're now determined to get like second opinions and yeah. to really advocate for him because you've already had that experience. Yes. Anyway, back to you. Back to you. Oh, so you're so oh. you're not a hypochondriac. You are a good diagnoser of yourself. You are every doctor's dream. I'm not a hypochondriac as in I'm never like, oh, my God, convinced. Well, sometimes I am convinced that I have this thing, but it's more that I like 
want a good diagnosis for why I'm not basically a marathon running supermodel other than that I'm lazy and I eat too much. Do you know what I mean? Like I would love like all those times people have messaged me and said, I think you have a thyroid problem. Like a big part of me is like, that'd be great and to solve all my problems. But I mean, thyroid problems are no joke, so it wouldn't. No, I know. But like, but when you read, I would love a reason. But when you, know when you do your Dr. Google and you read the symptoms and it's like weight loss, I mean, it sounds on the surface, sounds amazing. I'm like, I also have wished for a thyroid problem, but also because I was like, that would explain why I also have this chubby neck. But the doctor told me I had a thyroid problem and probably would have goiter later in life, which I didn't appreciate. Do you remember? Cheek I mean, of them. I was just thinking like, at least my neck is prepped for the goiter. It's ready. <laughs> Space there already. So anyway, back to Don. So Don, yes, is Sorry. definitely... A, it's no joke. Is definitely... No, none of this is a joke, but you've got to laugh or you'd be crying. So Don is definitely a mega hypochondriac because he's always diagnosing himself. But to your point, yeah, I suppose he does have like very unfortunate, you know, and, and does require hospital stays etc for his various ailments over mm-hmm. the years like the time I'm, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of it goes back to where he fell off that like 20 foot ladder when he was working in New York and a lot of it and he punctured his lungs and did all this kind of stuff and I think a lot oh, of it yeah. is, is related to you know like residual yeah. but sorry didn't something happen Don where he went to the doctor for was it for blood sugar tests or something and basically he followed up six months later and they were like, oh yeah, really bad or something. Oh yeah, Wasn't yeah, something yeah. Something like yeah. that where they basically just didn't tell him. They did all these tests. Yeah, we moved. We he, he did all these tests in Dallas and we went home to Christmas, uh, to Ireland for Christmas and he was so sick. And I have to tell you, part of it, like, and he was puking oh, yeah. all the time and I his remember. motion sickness was really bad and he was in a really bad mood, which, and he kept telling me he felt really sick and really weak and all this. And I was like, well, then you should go to the doctor, you know. And he didn't want to go to the doctor. We were there for two weeks. And I was like a bit like, what is wrong with your man? He's in a desperate grump, etc. So we go home and he goes yeah. back to the doctor. And the doctor pulls out the chart that he was, and we were just moving. So he was getting his records from her. And she goes, oh yeah. Oh no, he brought them. And she goes, yeah, here's your records. He goes to the new doctor in Fort Wayne. And the doctor goes, oh my God, these blood levels are really dangerous. Like you were about to have a stroke basically and puts him on all these meds that they just never mentioned. So if I was a proper American, I would have sued them, but... Oh, I'm not good have. like that. Yeah, I know. Ne- negligence, oh, because it wasn't, it was like, it was money. this, it was one of these places that was, it was like not, I mean, they were, they had qualifications. They were doctors and nurses, but they were, there was some like new form of treatment that has, is, you know, looked at a little bit skeptically. I can't remember what it was called. It was some kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. eat this way and take these shots and do all this kind of thing, you know? So anyway, it turned out to be crap. What you mentioned about Don being home for Christmas and kind of not wanting to go to the doctor. I think there's such an Irish attitude that like, Basically, if you don't want to go to the doctor, just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Either go to the doctor or get on with it. And I don't mean you, no, but I mean in general me, in Ireland. I think, I think we do have... Oh, but I mean everyone. Like, I think we really have a... Asher, you'll be... Gra- like, <laughs> if you're not dying, just get on with it. You know what I mean? Well, what else are you supposed to do as mom would and say? Like, you get up in the morning, you and you're up, you're well, up. What are you supposed to do? You just get on I with things. I was just about to say, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for it sometimes. Because sometimes you do just need to get on with things. But then other times, I think you also need to not get on with things and for somebody to like take you seriously and give you a hug and make you a cup of tea. Oh my God, I feel really bad now. Maybe I should go and make some tiny little nose stints that I could gift Don later on as a a sign of love. That'd actually be hilarious. (laughs) Why don't you order him? Why don't you order him those stickers online that you stick on your nostrils and they pull them out? Oh, trust me. He pinched his nose earlier on and said, that doesn't work. So I don't think that one, but maybe send me the the link later on. I'll have a look. Oh, yeah. They don't pinch your nose. They actually stick and then they strip, pull it out. It's weird. Oh, really? Right. Send me that later yeah. on. I'll buy that. For I tried them love. for snoring and it didn't work for me, though. Oh. 
But we've already ascertained your, your nostrils are massive. Determined. Yeah, true. <laughs> I just, I'm determined to snore. But you know what? The, the snoring thing, the snoring thing is another thing that I would love to get like a diagnosis for, even though I now know from my own experience, when I lost four stone, I stopped snoring entirely. But I want another way to stop it. <laughs> that isn't like, I mean, I, I want another way to stop all my ailments that isn't like exercise more and eat less. <laughs> Very, very <laughs> annoying. What about just a sound dampener in a, in a room of your own? Oh, a room of my own. So basically, I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm not a hypochondriac. I'm just a baby. Oh. Who wants to keep eating chips and sitting on the couch and, for, and to be super, super healthy. And I'd say, yeah, I'm not a hypochondriac. But when I have ailments, I go, yeah, I'm a, I'm a catastrophizer. That's a good one. I go straight they're, to the absolute... super, super ailments. Yes, they are the absolute worst possible thing. But also, how, I mean, actually, but you know what they are? They are undiagnosable because none of these things that I've ever had have ever actually had a satisfactory diagnosis attached to them. They've always been like... What What would a satisfactory diagnosis look well, like? Well, like anything versus last time, like when I went in and my boobs were really sore and they're mm. like... And I mean, they've been really sore for months and they were like stabbing me with pain in the middle of the night. They're like, hormones, maybe try to drink less coffee. A bit like you, I was like, absolutely not. I'll put up with this stabbing pain. <laughs> Do you, sure. Do you remember your neck? And she was just like, well, you know, that might just be your life. Well, that was now. my ear neck when I went pain. in about my ear, which was agony. Oh, yeah. And like agony for about a year and a half. Oh, and I had that stupid foot brace on for a year and a half as well. Do you remember? Because the doctor you're, couldn't you're find. You definitely sound like a hypochondriac no, now. I went to the doctor. Remember, I <laughs> twisted my ankle and I went to the doctor. Remember, it never got it never got better. And it was really sore. My foot would swell Running up. past the Ikea in Brooklyn. Yes, but after that, my foot would swell up. <laughs> on the regular if I walked oh, yeah. more than a mile you know even at like a leisurely pace and they did all these exercises oh, not exercise they did they sent me to therapy they did all these x-rays and MRIs and let me tell you there's nothing less convenient than physical therapy right that's a fact nothing less convenient it's true and I would go in for all these things and finally puts me in a foot brace he's like well you're obviously doing too much with your foot because he didn't know me at all right <laughs> So I wear the, the the boot, the stupid boot, ruined my almost style a year, wasn't it? for almost a year. Because like, eventually yeah. he's like, "Well, we could put a steroid in you," and then I was un- inconveniently pregnant, so he couldn't do that in your ankle. So they couldn't do that. They were going to give me a steroid shot, which I'm sure would have helped. They didn't give me that. Then he's like, "Well, we could do an operation." He's like, "And I could cut some ligaments and do this that, and the other," but I don't really know what it is, and I can't see it. So I kind of be guessing. I was like, "No thanks." Like even to me, a non medical person, that sounds like not a good idea. Yeah, please open me up and then guess about what you're doing. Great. But I do remember one time where I actually got a diagnosis and I wished I hadn't. And when I moved to Paris and you have eczema, right? What was it? You have eczema, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. And Bo has really bad eczema. Should I not tell this story? Well, are you going to say where the eczema was? I, I mean, I was going to allude to it. Go on, go on. Well, when, when I, maybe I shouldn't, <laughs> when I moved to Paris and I was having this terrible itch in my, in my bum, Rosemary. This is, this is too much. This is too much. No, 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 no. Listen, it's fine. And it was absolutely terrible. And I was like, you know, and the worst thing is at night, you know, like a toothache or anything will distract you by bringing your imagination up back up to my tooth. You know, like a toothache is the worst possible thing at night. Like during the day, you can get on with it. It's painful, but you can get on with it. But when you're lying in the dark and the silence. You're distracted, yeah, And there's yeah, yeah. nothing to think about except how agonizing your tooth is. Well, that's what this was. This itch was the single worst itch ever. So I, and I'd been there a week and I didn't speak any French. I had to go to the doctor and his beautiful. You did speak a bit of French. I mean. Probably not enough um, though. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't enough because I was like, I was like, ça gratte. 
Sagrat, which means like it itches. And he's like, it okay, itches. where? And I'm like, I got you all this pointing like at the back of my trousers. Right? <laughs> and finally, like literally I find myself two sentences in across the physician's like couch, whatever it's called, like bench. Oh my God, I thought you were going to say lap. No, Rosemary, no. <laughs> and it was eczema from stress. Like who gets eczema from stress? Not in a place that is convenient. Me. Probably more people than just you, but they just don't talk about it, so we don't know. Oh, that's true, actually. That's true. That's making me feel somewhat better. Somewhat. But it was, and I mean, very inconvenient and really makes me want to monitor my stress levels because knowing that that's a recurring yeah, thing is not... That that could come back. A friend of mine, and like, not to, like, she's talked about this on Instagram stories. So my friend Simone, she's on Instagram at Simone Scribes. She had a mega anxiety attack basically recently where she ended up in hospital and they thought she was having a stroke because she lost like she lost movement in one entire side of her body. She couldn't speak. And it turned out she was just having like a a super like big anxiety attack. So like my point being, your body can manifest these things in the most bizarre and like extreme ways, but so scary. So like in a way you're lucky it was just eczema in your butthole. Did you have to say that? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I've been saving that up. I'm like, how can I get the word butthole in here? It's going to have to come out. <laughs> oh, you absolute bitch. You know, though, sorry. Speaking of inconvenient itches and stories that mom's going to hate, uh, I used to get thrush all the time. Oh, my God. And again, I like I could almost tie it directly to I did eat six slices of toast yesterday. And now I have thr- like I'm convinced it was the yeast and the bread, but I still didn't want to give up the bread. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, you, but you I'm didn't sure get, it wasn't that closely. I used to get it so badly years ago, but I, I'm definitely convinced that I'm definitely convinced it was alcohol related. And again, I couldn't give up the alcohol. Sorry. What? You didn't get it. I used to get it badly. I used to get it very badly. I used to always. Sorry. Sorry. I wasn't finishing the sentence. I always had to get the prescription was, thing. What I meant to say was you didn't oh. get it the same time that I got it. Like what I was trying to say was we didn't get it in oh, any no. overlapping way because I got it for years and it was terrible. And then mom called me up one day. She's like, your poor sister gets these terrible attacks of thrush. I've never gotten it and you've never gotten it. I was like, you're having a laugh. I was, oh my God. I was constantly, I remember we got, we got one of those, God, all I can think right now is that Kevin is probably listening to this. Kevin, just switch this off, right? Switch this off 10 minutes ago, actually. <laughs> and I just remember I got this here. I called up my doctor and I was like, I have really bad thrush in America. And and she was like, yeah, well, what do you want? Do you want me to prescribe a pessary for you? And I was going, no, like, I just want whatever. I can't even remember what I used to use to get rid of it. Like, I think, I don't know, antibiotics? I don't know. What did, what did I use to, to get? The the tablet is called Diflucan. I think it's called the same right. thing here as it is in Ireland. Well, this was, that's what I always used well, to have to take. Uh, this, so this was a pessary where obviously you, like, it's, you know, you know, and I put it. Yeah, I, Beatrice, I, we know what a pessary I is. I used the pessary and it burnt so unbelievably badly were you not with me when this happened and I literally was two full days crying in the bath like immediately had to like it required immediate removal cried for two full days couldn't move like it didn't go away it was a bath I don't think the bath would help I had to get and I was trying to wash this thing away oh yeah I mean what else was I supposed to do it was an absolute evil creation I do not know who would make that for a delicate lady part? Sorry, I've just had a I just had a terrifying flashback to the time that my friend, you know what I'm going to name her because she deserves it, Lindsay, who 
was my friend and sugarist back in Dublin. And she's a bit of a hippie, which I think she would like. She's from Seattle. You know, she's a bit of a hippie. She told me that one of the best cures for thrush was, was a clove of garlic. Right. Why do you say that in American Inserted voice? Say that again. L- garlic. Is that because Lindsay no. was from Seattle? Yes. I was just doing her <laughs> accent. Inserted like a pessary. But that it was very important to put tiny little cuts in the garlic first so that the garlic juice or whatever could actually come Did out. Did you think she was your friend, but secretly she hated you? Is that what's actually going on here? This might have been it. So I did this. What she, what she neglected to tell me was that you're supposed to actually put a thread, like put a string through it so that you can get it back out again. I cannot with this story. Beatrice. Are you actually joking right now? No, this. I'm not joking. It burned like it was the most... <laughs> Are you actually, Imagine. are you my sister or are you a moron? Because like, what the hell? Was she a hippie can't, or a Wiccan? Can't I be both? Yes, you can be both. Oh, no, did you she's do not this? A Wiccan. When she's did you do this? Oh God, not long enough ago. My, my vagina is clenching now thinking about it. Probably about 10 years ago, like ages ago. Beatrice, it was brutal. Like, if you think about the kind of burn that you get from eating a clove of, like eating raw garlic. Bro. Rosemary, I mean, don't even. Dreadful. Have you never read More magazine? I guarantee, if I was to Google right now, More magazine, I bet you there would be like a garlic stole my vagina. <laughs> I think I think they actually had this in position of the fortnight. <laughs> Insert the garlic clove and then try to find it. Because <laughs> let me tell you, oh, it was like the most advanced my... game of hide and seek. You are lucky. I didn't think there were places in there that the clove of garlic could disappear what? to, would but you oh, it put could. A clove of garlic in there for you. Are lucky you are pregnant. Does Brandon know the stupidity of you? No, and he doesn't listen to the podcast anymore, TG. So he'll never know. TG is right. Great, we can say all those things we've been storing up about him. <laughs> I was going to tell the story again about him and the profiteroles ending up in A&E because that's kind of a hypochondriac story, oh but I think God, I've told it enough times. That's total hypochondriac. It's amazing. I mean, why are men... like? I mean, at least you were saying, hey, I have IBS, but I know that that's what's causing these things. I just wish there was a different solution. Why do men not realize that if you stuff your face full of food, you could then potentially feel sick afterwards and you're not actually, there's nothing else related to it? You know, you know, he looked up the, this pack of mini frozen profiteroles recently and there are 30 in it. I thought it was 1630. He ate 30 profiteroles and then thought, I'm dying and he's going to A&E. It's not just because I ate 30 profiteroles. The most expensive profiterole of his life, I have no doubt. Absolutely. And he also then revealed that he'd eaten an entire trifle the day before. I don't know where he'd like travel back to the 80s exactly. to have these snacks, but like. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my God. The best time. Poor Brandy. Until he really wasn't. I know. God, I can't. I, I actually, I'd, I'd block that out about the garlic now, I have to say. But you know, it must be, I can't, I'm blocking it out right now as we speak. But you know what? It must be an adult behavior. Because when I think about the kids, like if I say to them, right, you know, if they hurt themselves or whatever, and I go, are you all right? They're like, yeah, fine. You know, Bo falls on the ground and picks himself right back up. I'm fine, mom. What is it that makes us so precious as we become adults? Is it our mortality? Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I also feel like there was a point at which I suddenly realized, like, because obviously I fall a lot. We've talked about that before. But I think there was a point probably in the last couple of years that I kind of realized, like, I'm too old to keep falling, if that makes sense. As in, one of these days I'll fall and actually break my Sorry, head. Sorry, I thought it was I fall. And I feel like you're co-opting my truth here, Rosemary. We both, we were talking about how, how we both fall all the time. How I fell on Parnell Street, like oh, yeah. in, into the arms of the Chinese restaurant owner. <laughs> 
that was a plan. Talking about that the two of us. an accident. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I think I need some fried dumplings you were to like, make me feel I'm better. Pl- you were like, I'm practicing for when I fall outside of Bombay Pantry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I fell off my bike once, like, into the arms of a man. Like, literally, he caught me as I fell off my bike and then immediately tossed me onto the, onto the path and walked off. Did he? I was like, this could be the best meat cute in my life. Yeah, yeah. He didn't stop to ask you. He didn't stop to say anything. He just dropped you and walked off. No, no. I just went, oh, sorry. And he was like, it's okay. And then walked off. I was like, come back. You're clearly my my one true love. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the great. That would actually be a very short movie. Let me think. What else? What? I mean, I'm trying to think why I was ever at the, I mean, I was at the doctor when I was a kid because I had, as we already know, some weight issues. Fatness. Oh. <laughs> Fatness, your absolute weapon, and the aforementioned goiter, which was related to to sane. I had a veruca, which I remember was cruelly burned off my oh. foot with the dry ice, frozen off, and I literally yeah. frozen off. Was, I went. I don't know if you could call that frozen off because there was the hole the size of like a kidney bean oh in the my bottom God. of my foot. Stop! I had I had two of those. It was revolting. Yeah, like is that normal? Is that what people still do nowadays? It seems very brutal. Please advise. I- Please advise I mean, if that's still... Yeah. Before yeah, Rosemary and I start to imagine. Gmail.com. Yes, exactly. What else? Are, you there, were there... are there a load of children walking around with holes in their feet and we just don't know about it? Yeah, exactly. Limping around. I was limping. I had to limp for ages. Oh, I was in hospital. I was an outpatient procedure, but I did have a general anaesthetic. For what? For my wisdom teeth, having them removed. Oh, yeah, yeah. So did I. I was actually thinking that we'll share the picture of you and your wisdom teeth on Instagram. Oh, that's nice. The really hilarious. kind. Of, well, I had to stay home for a week afterwards. Everybody else was like back eating chips the next day in school. And I had to stay home for no, a week you, and recover. You were chipmunkified for I was, a week. But I, I was yeah. actually agony. I don't know what was. They were all yeah. impacted. I don't know what was wrong with my mouth. I remember when I had mine removed right after I woke up, I was like, can I see my teeth? And they'd already thrown them away. What? I only have about eight teeth left now when I think about it. Because they took out about 17 to give me my brace. Then they took out all my wisdom teeth. I mean, it's a miracle I'm this smart and I can chew as well. But like recently, I went to the dentist. Remember I had that terrible toothache? I went to the dentist and she's like, oh, no, remember I had that little weird pimple on my gum? And I went to the dentist. She's like, oh, that's a fissure or a fistula. And oh, your tooth already had a root canal in it and it's failing. Oh, how about we just pull out your tooth? I was like pull out my tooth I only have one good back tooth what am I going to do then and I had this terrible it's no offense mom but I was like I'm turning into mom right I was like she's missing a tooth I was like I don't want to be missing a tooth I'm too young so I call mom on the way home and I was like they offered to pull it out and you know what she goes she goes then you'll be just like me and I was like that's not (laughs) (laughs) a dentist recently told me because I grind my teeth so badly she was like you know Oh, yeah. And because my front teeth, I can't bite down my front teeth. So, like, I can only chew with my back teeth, basically. Like, I can't I'm gonna eat watch asparagus. You. I'm going to watch you from now on. You sound like it. you obviously eat really stupidly. I'm going to watch from now on just to see how you, what you look like when you eat. Anyway, my dentist recently told me, not recently, like a couple of years ago, told me that um, I need to be really, really careful because if I, gr- if I ground my teeth so badly that I began to crack my back teeth, she was basically like, you won't be able to eat. Rosemary, you should start grinding like Billio. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> if that was me, I'd be like, Arr. I wouldn't be getting that night guard at all. If you'd throw that night guard in the bin, well, I mean, I barely wear it anyway. But yeah, I was horrified. Well, anyway, anyway. Fistula. That sounds absolutely grim. And it, look, look, seeing as we're talking about like hypochondria and medical pursuit, let's talk about something important. Let's spread some good information. Let's talk about smears. Do you go for your smear regularly? Yeah, of course. Once a year. Oh yeah, I had one the other day and I actually think like, so I've had them 
in Ireland, there's a thing, cervicalcheck.ie, where I think oh, once, I mean, I'm going to give out so, so much misinformation now, but it's free. And basically once you turn, I think, 25, you get one every, I think it's three years, unless they show up any abnormalities, in which case you go back a year later, to, you know, to double check. But I couldn't remember, like, when I went to the doctor last week, she was asking me, when did you last have a smear? And I was like, I'm pretty sure I went and got everything done before I left Ireland because I knew it would be expensive here. <laughs> so I was like, I think I got it done in January or February of 2020. But anyway, she did it again. And I'm convinced that they didn't use, because in Ireland, they always use that speculum thing where they like, you know, kind of widen, like widen the canal basically to better see where they're mm-hmm. just kind of scraping the cells from. And that makes it sound very brutal. It's actually fine. Like, I, I don't mind it at all. But I don't even think she used a speculum this time. Well, Rosemary, I think that speaks for itself. Now, you don't need me to go into detail. Just thinking that, as I said that out loud, I was like, don't want to make this point. Yes, Rosemary, I go once a year. Anyway, smears are grand. Potentially it's twice. And we should all be going for every, I think it's every year. And every year for my mammogram now that I've turned 40. Which was the first oh, one last year. The first one I went to, obviously, was last year when I turned 40. Well, I can't remember. Over 40. Anyway, I've had two. And then I had another one recently because I was having all those boot pains. But they're grand. They're oh, just yeah. very undignified. And I just feel like, God, all the crap we have to put up with. But I mean, part of it is also, I mean, maybe part of my catastrophizing is that now that I feel like I can't complain anymore about any of my pain, because the minute I have any pain, dad just goes, well, you're over 40. You know, they don't have a lot oh, yeah. of, of sympathy for, for me ever. It's always like, well, you chose to live abroad. Well, you're over 40. Meanwhile, petty pie, Rosemary. You chose to age. Yeah, exactly. I didn't choose. I didn't choose when to be born. <laughs> and now, of course, in the era of COVID, everything seems like COVID, right? So I don't know. Is that, I don't think that's particu- yeah. p- particular to me, though. I think because we all still go into the office. We have to go into the office on occasion with yeah. our masks on, etc. But, you know, people are still contracting covid a pace here in the states yeah i mean like no matter no matter what you're doing like you know things are a lot more relaxed here than they are in ireland but no matter what you're doing you're going to the supermarket to get your groceries so there is a chance that you could contract it at some stage from somewhere or someone and yeah like you i think every time like i've been having since basically getting pregnant i've been having a lot of phlegm which google dr google says is a pregnancy symptom sorry i know gross listen Listen, if we can talk about buttholes and smears and basically you implying that I have a very wide vagina, I did not then I can talk about that. My I just <laughs> absolutely let did. the silence speak for itself. <laughs> let the gaping silence oh. speak for itself. <laughs> That's what I should have said. <laughs> I let the silence anyway, yawn I've, on. <laughs> anyway, I've been having a lot of phlegm with the result Ooh. that when I wake up in the morning, I have this like smoker's coughing fit basically every morning. From lying in bed and basically snoring through my mucus. Through your deviation. And every septum. morning I'm like, every morning I'm like, I've got COVID. I'm coughing. I've got COVID. Am I, am I warm? But safe to say, I don't think I do have COVID because the only symptom I have is coughing for approximately 10 minutes in the morning. Well, and that's well what I have developed here, which also leads me, always makes me suspect COVID is allergies, which I didn't have anywhere else except Milan. Oh, yeah. I also developed really bad allergies. So did you, I oh, think, didn't you? I didn't know that. Did I they? think you did. Well, here anyway, I have really bad allergies, which I've never had before in my life. They come on like the strongest cold and then they're gone the next morning. And it is head wrecking. Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, I had hay fever at home that would occasionally get like bad for a day or two, but wasn't like, like dad got it worse than I did. But I haven't really noticed here. But then I did have all those sinus issues when I first moved over so maybe I do have oh yeah you had Indiana oh well that's it yeah everybody see who moves here seems to have like all these sinusitis 
rounds of sinusitis, which is exactly what you did have. Yeah, you've been to the doctor nonstop since you've been here. And I've just been to the doctor. I have been to the doctor a lot. And I've been to the doctor nonstop since Christmas holidays because I have four kids, which is three kids too many in terms of doctor's visits. Like, and and go... Four kids too many. And bringing them to the dentist. It's head wrecking. I mean... I mean, literally by the time I've brought the four of them, it's time to go again. You're back on the six month cycle. Well, as mother says, why do you need to go to the dentist every six months, even though she does? Why do you need to go to the dentist every six months? Why don't you go just when you need to go, go when you have a toothache? But it's maintenance, mother. It's prevention. It's prevention. Well, oh my God, she really doesn't care about you because she's been telling me to go for my dental checkups and not to waste all the time and money that they put into my teeth. She doesn't give a fuck about it. (laughs) She doesn't. This is really mean. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mom. She literally asks me once a week, have you been to the dentist? M- make sure you go to the dentist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe she thinks I have nice teeth, whereas yours have been oh, ruined by wine. Whatever. Well, I was actually, a glass of wine would be lovely, but it's only 11.55 a.m. But it is Sunday. We'll have one soon. It's a bit early. We'll have one soon. Yeah, true. But uh, I was thinking as well, mom and dad never went to the doctor. Maybe actually it was more related to just the fact that they had kids and didn't want to go, to, didn't want to have to bring us all because now they're constantly at the doctor. They're doctor yeah. for a drop of a hat. Now they're on first name terms with their doctor. He's a lovely guy. They're, Beatrice, they're in their 70s. I think that's pretty normal. I don't know. They're like, they basically, they're constantly telling me what's going on with them. You're saying this like they're major hypochondriacs. They're just old. Oh. Rosemary, they're listening. Maybe. You're only as old as you ma- feel, mom, dad. You're only as old as the woman you're feeling as dad. You or the creepily. man, let's not. Or the person, let's not Sorry, discriminate. Yes. Or, the, or the non-binary person. Exactly. Well, dad's definitely not a hypochondriac because he leaves everything too late and then has to live with it. Like his carpal tunnel that he was had tingling in his fingers and numbness in his fingers for about two years before he bothered to go and get it checked out. Oh, yeah. And we haven't really heard about his arthritis in his wrist. Maybe his carpal tunnel has now taken over. No, his carpal... He, he, he had those um, operations where they like slice your hand and do you not remember you weren't even paying attention poor dad like was recovering from carpal tunnel surgery and you weren't even paying attention god you're a great listen lads who is the most attentive child here it's me mom dad i'm talking to you no listen the problem is mom and dad are like cats you're too needy what when you're needy with cats you make them go away and like they don't care about you i i sit back and i wait for the affection to come to me having a laugh you are literally living you are the cat living in mom's cardigan I moved away. You were literally, <laughs> you were there every day of the year having dinner with them twice a week. And you didn't notice dad had like massive plasters on his hands. That's nice. <laughs> nice job. You're making gestures that make dad look like Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> Actually, that's what I said to Don yesterday. Let's dress Foxy up as Edward, Edward Scissorhands for, for Halloween. He'd be amazing. He's got the hair. Oh, well, well, yeah, but you'd, you'd have to colour it black. No, he's yeah. crying. You'd be red-haired. Edward Scissorhands, like, use your imagination. But he was walking around with some Duplo on his fingers, on all five of his, all four of his fingers and, and his one of his thumbs Thumb. on each hand. Anyway, with 10 pieces of Duplo on his hand. Yeah, I know. But I was like, for some, you're going to correct me if I say on his five fingers, you'd be like, four fingers and a thumb. Anyway, on his hands, <laughs> on the ends of his appendages, he had... No, never mind. We'll just drop this. We drop this. We drop it's too this. much. We drop this. <laughs> I think I think he'd be really good. What's that? Um, Beetlejuice. Oh yeah, maybe. I also think he'd be really good as that evil kid from The Incredibles. You know the one with the red hair, like oh, in the shape yes. of an ice cream cone. I'm I'm really hoping that my baby is like. Although I probably won't be vaccinated by Halloween, I really want to dress my baby as Toby from Labyrinth for Halloween, and then for me to be 
Jennifer Connelly and for Brannon to be David Bowie with really tight pants on. He's very excited. Oh my God. Did you ever see that picture of the baby in the pram that's meant that's look that looks like the, the clown from it? Through the great it's actually amazing. I'll find the picture later on online to share. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do think my baby's going to be too small, though. You kind of want a one-year-old because you want to be able to reenact the bit where David Bowie throws the baby in the air. What? You know when he goes Rosemary. like, dance, magic, dance, and he throws the Rosemary, baby in the air. Rosemary, remember Laura, the doll from Germany? All you need to do is yeah. get a sub. Do you think that that was a real baby they threw in the air? Rosemary, it's called a prop baby. So you have your baby and then yeah, you have a prop point. baby. Okay. You, let de- you let Brandon carry the okay, prop baby under his jacket. <laughs> Under his billowy silk blouse, but I open have, to the navel. Hang on, where do we hide the real baby while we're throwing the crop? The, the, the Behind your back. Baby. Poor baby. But only three weeks old. Rosemary, in a, you stand in front of the you stand in front of the buggy. Whatever. Listen, out mm. of shot, out Let's of see. scene. Like it, it's a photo. No, I was thinking. I was thinking we go trick or treating, and every time someone opened the door, we throw the baby. Yeah, in there. and then you <laughs> suddenly present the actual baby in front of you. But like based on all the newborn clothing. You suddenly get carted away by CPS. No, based on all the newborn clothing that you bought, this baby's going to be minuscule, even though Brandon is seven foot two. So we're good. This baby is going to be absolutely wedged into the tiniest <laughs> baby gross. Be all like squashed. All so that you could just shove him down your t-shirt every every time you get to a new door. <laughs> you know what, Beatrice? I'm planning on being like Maeve Madden by by October 31st. So I'm going to be queening twice a day. I won't be able to bump any room in my t-shirt. It'll be a size six. Oh, Great. Well, I'll be Maeve Maddening alongside you. I'm trying to get Nash to Maeve Madden with me, but he's determined to get on the Peloton. He got on it for one second, Jesse. He was like, great. Yeah, buy me a new pair. Buy me a pair of shoes for this. I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely Why not. not. What? Why not? What age is he? 10? He's 10. I would. He's supposed I would. I would had he shown more than one minute's interest on it. Had he sat on it for five Fair. minutes and said, oh, yeah, I can do this. Instead, he sat, he literally sat on, on the on the seat and then said, great, buy me those shoes. I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Display some enthusiasm. I will buy you the shoes. Mm. What size feet does he have? Who knows? Oh. So. Um, no, 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 hang on. Just sorry. I can't believe I haven't touched on this. I, I could also say... That being pregnant has made me, if not a hypochondriac, then like a great Googler of every random, of every random symptom. You know, I have this weird thing in my leg where I keep getting this really hot patch and then it feels like it's tingling and then it feels like it's numb and then it feels like it's hot again. And, th- and there's a whole term for it and it's something to do with the trapped nerve in your hip. Yeah. Yeah. I did know that. I, t- I, I told you that last week and I also told you that oh. leg cramps were oh. extremely common in pregnancy, like excruciating oh, leg, leg cramps, cramps in the middle of the night where you wake up and your no. leg is actually in unbearable pain and also those sweats that you talked about where you get up in the middle of the night and put the towel on your bed that nobody ever mentions ever the sweats the phlegm I mean it's very attractive phlegm I didn't have now the the leg cramps that have caused me to wake up more than once basically screaming yeah motion sickness Um, leg cramps um I haven't, no, I haven't got any motion sickness. I haven't got leg cramps. I've just got the leg burn, like the leg pain. Yeah, but just so you know as well, um, it's not the same with every baby. Like I had motion sickness with baby one, oh, leg no, cramps no, no. with baby I, two. Like I know. It's nice the way your body can just continue to give you hideous surprises. Well, Brandon's telling me that this is the only baby we're having, so at least I don't need to worry about that. No, Rosemary, it's not up to Brandon. I know, that's what he thinks. <laughs> <laughs> with how attractive, with, I was actually with watching. how seductive you are, with the way you parade around the house. When you're like Maeve Maddening around in your teeny tiny hot pants, how will he be able to resist? Oh my God. Just wait until I'm, until this baby's out and I'm back in my full brief flexi fits and my wireless, very sexy, I never wore sexy underwear. Just be back in the same maternity Excuse underwear. Excuse me, you tell me these flexi the fits were life. sexy. 
I think they're very sexy in a 50s way. Don't yeah. you think that flexy and sexy rhyme myself. for a reason? Sexy fits. That's what I call them. Sexy fits. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we would love to hear. Listen, most importantly, does Don have a deviated septum? Oh, yeah. That's what we want mm-hmm. to know. If you are a doctor, a nurse, physiotherapist, we'll even go for like Reiki master. A vet. Let us a vet. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you need to have some kind of qualification. Like, we don't want to know from Joe Soap on the street. We want somebody who's done some degree of at least a week an, of study of something to do with medicine uh, yeah, in the body. Anybody. Yes. Yeah. Massage therapist. Uh, employee at Cosmetic Google. surgeon. Google employee. Nose waxer. Oh, yeah. Good one. Actually, I that thing oh. that you shared with me, I'm like, where do I get that nose wax thing? Oh, my God. I really want to yeah, do that. I must write <laughs> that down. There's a clip online of Chiara Ferragni, her husband... I think had this nose waxing kit where he basically stuffed globs of wax up her nose attached to the, like attached to sticks, waited for them to dry and then yanked them out. I really want to do it. Ever since then, every time I look in the mirror, I'm like, oh, a lot of nose I hair. know, lots. Actually, the other day, really Chance looked it. up my nose and went, why are there hairs up your nose? I was like, just you wait. Why did they never say this stuff to their dad who like genuinely has proper hairy nostrils? Because he's, he's, he's supposed to have a hairy Well, in fairness, like, maybe you can't see into his nostrils because they're so tiny and that's why he can't breathe. <laughs> Poor Donna, we're mocking his disability. Thank you so much. Disability? Uh, Rosemary. If it's it's hampering his breathing, that's what it is. Correct. Correct. If it's shortening his lifespan, correct. Thank you so much for listening to Not Without My Sister. You'll find us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister. Sorry, Rosemary, I'd like to say... It is Not Without My Sister. I'd like to say thank you for listening to Not Without My Sister, the medical episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not Without My Sister, a podcast by experts for idiots. <laughs> You'll find us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister. The website is notwithoutmysis.com and you can email us with all of your deviated septum related knowledge at notwithoutmysis at gmail.com. We're also individually on Instagram. If you search Rosemary McCabe or Beatrice McCabe, you'll find us there. And we will catch you again on Friday for a mini-sode that will undoubtedly be almost as thrilling as this was. But with more information as we go off and do three days worth of research in between. That's a lot, in fairness. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity. Sound and original music by Don Kirkland. And our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Not Without My Sister is a member of The Warren. As is our podcast, The Critter Shed. For more great podcasts, hop along to thewarren.ie.